Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Well, it's a great week, a bright day, and welcome back to the show, y'all. This life we live is full of ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. It's amazing. It's sad. It's bright. It's dark. It's all that at the same time. And it never ceases to amaze me. And this week I'm coming full of gratitude as always. And I want to say a special thank you to Tia who said that the podcast is uplifting. She said, I've been introduced to so many amazing women on this pod, motivating and inspirational. She is from the Dope Black Pods. I follow them on Instagram and their sole purpose is to shout out amazing podcasters who are black, African-American folks out here creating, thriving and building. So thank you so much, Tia, for sharing, writing and reviewing. Today, before we start and you guys get to hear from the fabulous Nia, Nia Holloway, who has been on Brunch and Slate before. She hasn't been on the podcast. She's definitely a supporter of our platform. She is an actress who we met back when she was performing in Lion King and traveling abroad for Disney. And she's a young lady who is so wise beyond her years. But I wanted to talk to you guys in, in alignment with Nia because we, we dive in really deeply about balance and commitment and activating faith. And now she has a new TV show that's coming out in the fall. Uh, and you guys are going to love it. Well, I don't know if they're going to air in the fall now because of COVID, things have changed a bit, but she is just such a bright light and we are going to hear a lot from her and she's a friend to the show, but in alignment with our conversation, I wanted to be real with y'all about some things that I have been dealing with and talking to friends about, and it's about knowing your worth, right? I've been watching uh, Being Serena and I didn't know how I was going to feel about it, but I absolutely love it. Um, I love the fact that she's being so vulnerable about her struggles and motherhood. And one thing that she really brought to attention was the fact and the mortality rate in African-American women. I I know you guys have probably seen that uh, in your timeline about when they give birth. And we get to follow her and being Serena, if you haven't watched already, in the journey when she actually gave birth to her daughter and how she had to be her own advocate in the midst of childbirth for herself. She knows her body. She knew what she had gone through with pulmonary embolism. She knew she was having one and they were not listening. And to be quite honest, had they had she not stood up for herself, I don't know if we'd still have Serena here. And so I'm saying that because a lot of times we forget to be our own advocate. We are so polite, so politically correct that we forget to, when it's time, there is a time and a place to get loud. There's a time and a place to stand up for ourselves. Forget anything else. But when we are letting people disrespect us and our bodies and our mental health, especially in times right now where we're still sheltering in place and we are trying to find our balance and our ground, you have to speak up for yourself. When you're dating people who disrespect you, who are not 
treating you the way you deserve. And let me be clear, you deserve someone who calls you back. You deserve someone who stands up and who calls you first thing in the morning and texts you back, who is your advocate. You deserve to have coworkers who are your advocates when you are not in the room. You deserve to have doctors who don't dismiss your pain. You deserve to go seek an expert and to ask for a second opinion. You don't have to apologize for that. You don't have to ask 17 different friends their opinion, just do it. You are worthy, worthy. You are worthy. You are bold, you are brilliant, and you are beautifully and fearfully made, period. You don't owe any apologies. I want us as women to stop apologizing for putting ourselves first. You cannot thrive when you're at your lowest. It's okay if you need to unplug and take a couple of days off, y'all. I did just that this week. This week, my girlfriend's and I just did a staycation for one night at a hotel. We socially distanced, we sat by the pool, we caught up, we had cocktails, we wore our protective gear, we got a hotel room, and these are the same girlfriends I've been social distancing with this whole time, so I'm being safe right but we unplugged from our husbands from our children and we poured into one another for 24 hours and then we left in the morning and we were renewed give yourself the space that you need tell the people in your life you need their help you need somebody to watch your children you need somebody to help you with your parents for a day you need somebody to let you unplug because we need to put ourselves first and we need to know that we are worthy so when you listen to today's episode with our beautiful star nia holloway who is making us proud out in Hollywood, who is knowing about balance and commitment and putting her family and her faith first. I want you to remember that you are worthy and don't let anybody dim your star. Welcome back to the show. Life is good, good is life, another day. Today's guest, y'all, is someone who's literally been supporting Brunch and Space since the beginning. So I am so excited to see have her on the show and chat with her. She is a true actress, a working actress, right? She is out yes. there. <laughs> She's living her best life. But before you guys get to hear from Miss Nia Holloway, I want to know how is life and and are you sharing all the great resources that you get on the show? I I really work hard to make sure you guys get to hear from an array of folks who can inspire, who can keep us lifted, who can remind us that if she can, I can, we all can. And if you are loving that, then I hope that you share the show. As a matter of fact, I'm going to ask you to share it. Share it with at least one person who you care about, who you feel would it would resonate with. And if you really love the show, then just shout us out on social media and tag us so I can give you a proper thank you. You know, that's, that's how we work. Thank, thankfulness gives us all to the next level, right? So I kind of alluded to her and all her fabulousness. If you've gone to see The Lion King the last couple of years and it came to your city, then you have seen this fabulous young lady. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she is just the bomb.com. I'm in love with her acting career. I really have loved watching her journey. She uh, was part of the national tour, like I said, of Lion King. She's been on Hawaii Five O, and she's now a series regular on the CW's Republic of Sarah. Help me welcome to the show, Miss Nia Holloway. Hey, Nia. Ooh, thank you so much for having me. Man, I'm so excited, y'all. Uh, we I actually met Nia through our, our staff writer Crystal, who is amazing, and she's a, she, she's phenomenal. Yes, and she brought Nia to thebrunchesplay.com back in the day when we first started, and I was trying to yeah. find our sea legs, and Nia said yes, <laughs> right? She <laughs> absolutely. Um, I was just you know, and I was just telling you um that I'm so inspired by like you know we kind of been growing at the same time you know, and I'm seeing all the people you guys are interviewing and how you're 
fan base is growing and your um your reach is growing so i'm just i'm really happy for you guys and i'm you know i'm grateful to be back talking to you guys yay so you know what i want to know is and this is i'm just going to say the when the where and the how right yes and whatever that means for you as far as how you got here and I, i wanted to ask that specifically from you because i know uh acting is is tough right? Oh, yeah. it's, it's beautiful because you get to be creative and you get to show the world your skills, but to be a working actress, right? right. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, the discipline that you said, the uh, what, when, and how. Yeah. Like, when did you know this is what you wanted to do? Because you started young, right? I started young. You know, I'm definitely a show kid. I've been, you know, working in the industry since I was probably about 10 years old. Um, going on auditions since I was about nine years old, dance class and acting lessons and all that good stuff since I was about four. So it was definitely ingrained in me. It started when I was a kid. Um, and I just knew, um, I always knew I wanted to be an entertainer, but it was, wasn't until I was about maybe nine years old. And I was watching Hannah Montana and she did one of those moments where the wig changed and she had the blonde on it. <laughs> and I'm just standing in front of my TV as a nine-year-old black girl in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and just thinking, came over my body and was just like, I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. And that's when I knew it when I was nine. And I was just like, you know, I told my parents to help me do it. And, you know, my momager and dadager have been gung-ho and, you know, thank God, you know, <laughs> 15, 20 years later, it's working out. Wow. So, okay. Like I got to know more. Are you an only child? Like, was it easy for them to really support that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, did, my what God. What's your family dynamic look like? My family, me and my family are incredibly close. Um, I have, t- I'm the oldest this is three um so it's me and I have two younger sisters we're all back to back um and we are like I said incredibly close my parents are absolutely amazing they've managed me my entire career um we'll continue to do so going forward um but yeah it's us and we're very tight in my family's always been really really great about like sacrifice you know even my first year on Lion King um I was 17 at the time I was still finishing my senior year of high school so my entire first year of high school my um my entire first year of tour my dad came on tour with me um and my mom stayed at home with my sisters and it was just such a huge sacrifice and it was very tough for our family but it just made me feel so grateful because I'm sure you know there's so many people in this world that are going for a passion or a dream and it's just it's already ridiculously hard it's 10 times harder when you don't have a support group so I'm just you know I'm, I'm truly truly blessed Oh, and that says so much. Yes, that's and, and for you, that means your parents obviously are doing something, right? Because you realize that they didn't have to, right? Oh, or no, they could have, yeah, or they could have let you go out there and say she's mature enough and you could have come, you know, throwing you to the wolves because yeah, that's a tough yeah. industry, right? And oh there's some God, things going on absolutely. backstage people don't need to know about. You know? Honey, <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen, listen, the glimpse in the gold is pretty, but listen, it gets real ugly. And like I said, I always say it's 95% preparation when you're talking about, you know, anything, any job, any passion, it's 95% preparation. And in that 95%, it, it does get ugly, honey. thank you for your transparency Nia yeah that's yeah so are your sisters are they following your footsteps do they have the bug too or they want nothing to do with it um my sisters are they don't have the bug (laughs) but my middle sister um she is uh, has a beautiful beautiful singing voice and we've always sang together as kids she um collaborates with me and my music when I write so um we're definitely a, a musical family like my grandmother uh, my dad's mom, her name's Lolita Holloway. You know, she's most known for that song. It's such a good vibration. It's oh, my, yeah. yeah it's my, that's mama. And then my great-grandmother, um, Sylvia Shenwell, she sang with the Sweet Inspirations, who sang back up 
for Elvis a lot of his career and almost any, you know, entertainer that, you know, the old school slow jams that you love, that your parents love. My grandmother, um, my great grandmother sang back up for a lot of those people. So it's, it's definitely in our blood. Um, but my sisters are both in college and my middle sister and all three of us really, my entire family, we are heavily involved in investment, um, network marketing and investment. So that's really what my sisters focus on um, mostly. So I got the music part. <laughs> oh, wow. But that explains why your parents were so supportive. They knew, you know, that it, was, it would take the work, right? And that's Absolutely. really cool. Absolutely. That was yeah. always the biggest conversation in our house growing up. It was like, um, it was all about the work. You know, we played sports growing up. We played, you know, AAU basketball. So I played basketball all throughout the summer. I played basketball all year long. I was still, you know, going on auditions and recording music as a teenager and that type of stuff. So it was always about the work. You know, our, the motto we live by is Floyd Mayweather's motto, which is um, hard work is easy work. Mm, I love that. All day. Yes. See, I got a new one. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So now, I mean, like, where are you, where are you living now? Where are you stationed? Cause you've been in New York. You've been everywhere. Where are you now? Um, yes, I am, uh, due to Corona, I am currently in, <laughs> I'm currently in Georgia Oh, cool. at the moment, but yeah, yeah. I'm currently Georgia's uh, home base for me, Atlanta. Um, I grew up right here. I'm a country girl. True Georgia, Georgia peach. Um, <laughs> I grew up playing in the creeks. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Georgia's home. <laughs> yeah, let's let's give a shout out to creek walking because that was one of my yes. favorite things to do as a kid. On the weekend? Yes. And we would take our pit bull, we go get in the creek and we'd be playing all day catching lizards and all that Yes, stuff. it is so <laughs> funny because now uh, that was what we would do in the summer. Like you wear raggedy clothes so you can get money. Yep. And me and my girls, we would just drive our bike down to our favorite creek. And mm-hmm. I laugh now because we would walk through tunnels. We had no business doing any of that stuff. Yeah, like oh, that. so dangerous. <laughs> so I think back to so many times I could have just been, just and, you know, really, really gone, yeah, really. Gone. And yes. oh my God, we'd be in that creek all day until the tide gets high. Yes. And we go home nice and ashy. It's not like- yes. And it makes me <laughs> sad for my daughter because literally she just started learning how to ride a bike. She's on training wheels, but the freedom. Oh yeah, it makes me happy. And I, I almost cried the other day because she literally, she was one of those kids just did, I, we couldn't get her to pedal on a tricycle, nothing. Just, yeah. I was really worried about her. I'm like, okay, girl, what's this exercise <laughs> life going to be like if I can't get you to make pedals, right? Right, right, right? And so she started pedaling and she got it and she's all excited. And I'm like, okay, I really feel bad because I can't give you the freedom I had on my bicycle oh, you know like absolutely you could just go it's, out and ride to your friend's house that was in the next subdivision let alone on your street i'm scared to let her drive on the street you know like oh just a neighbor's house you know which it, is crazy it, i can imagine just like a parent in this day and age you know one day i'll be there but in this day and age it's crazy because I, I like you said i think back to being you know i, I originally um me and my family are from uh, Harvey, Illinois. So when I was eight years old, I moved to Georgia, but I spent all of my summers with my grandmother, who I was telling you about, who um, Lolita Holloway. I spent all my summers with her um, up until I was 15, uh, me and my sisters. But uh, we would be in our neighborhood and we would be at the Candy Lady and, you know, you can grab something to drink from a neighbor's house. You know, you didn't really have to worry about that type of stuff. Um, and you really can't do that in this day and age. It's just oh, no. incredibly dangerous to have. It's, it's sad because it's just incredibly dangerous to be trusting. With oh, yeah. Beings. Yeah. And, and the candy lady was like, I, everything you're saying, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm in a time warp. I love that. Like being oh, able yeah. to have 50 cents and go buy five or six uh, boxes of now of lemonhead. Now, like, oh, yeah. Day. Yes. We used to get we used to get flaming hots with the nacho cheese inside. Oh. 
girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Real hood snacks. Like yes, it. pickle with an alligator in it. What you talking about, girl? Oh, like, yeah. Let's just be real here. Or Kool-Aid cup. You know, you just peel that. Kool-Aid Kool cup? Yeah. Oh, honey, listen. And I went in the day with a stomach ache because it's two Kool-Aid cups, four bags of nacho Cheetos, uh, now and later is all that. Give me all that. Yes. See, life is good. You know, that's all we need. It was simpler times. Yeah. Time. It's about perspective. So now that you are... And, and and I love this evolution, this journey. You're in the next layer, the next oh, the next chapter. That's what's so beautiful about life, the evolution yes. of being even to watch yourself evolve. It's beautiful. I'm telling you, when I when you posted that you were done with the Lion King, I was like, What? It's crazy. Yes. <laughs> so, so how many years did you tour with them? Oh my goodness. I toured for six years with oh, Lion gosh. King. Um wow. and I actually was able to ask them once, you know, my last show was over. I told our stage manager Actually, one of our, um, yeah, one of our stage managers, I was like, you know, keep the number to yourself, but let me know. And after my last show, she texted me and, it's, and, and I, I had done 2,083 performances, which is just insane to me wow. in a matter of six years. I was able to do that. But um, I'm just so grateful for it. You know, as I think back and reflect, and, you know, my reason for deciding to leave the Lion King was just because just that time had passed. And, you know, I, I spent so many of my formative years on tour from 17 to 24 is a long time. So it was just time for me to expand in a creative way differently. Um, but, oh my gosh, when I think back to the years I had on Lion King, it was just absolutely beautiful. I'm so grateful to have gotten to have that such a unique experience. Yes. Um, so so tailor-made for just for me. You know, yeah. I'm just for that. Yeah, and share what role you played. I want people to know that you were the Lion King, okay? Yeah. Like, let's, let them know that this, we're not, no, no offense to the ensemble, but let's just be real. Let's go ahead and tell yes, them. Yes, so I, I, I played Nala for six yes. years. Yes. yes. I was casting my junior year of high school. <laughs> yes. So, y'all, a star was born, okay? Yes, man, stars are born. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, and it's literally, I was telling Nia before we started the show how awesome it's been to really just watch her post and watch her as she explores new cities. And she, honestly, I've watched you become a woman. Like, when you first were featured on the oh, show. Really? Honestly, yes. you really did. Yeah. Like, so many people really did. Yeah. Because it was, I think, it's just so many, you know, I mean, even think back from 17 to 24, think about how much you, you go through. Yes. Like, yes. learning yourself and you know, heartbreaks and, you know, and all that normal stuff, you, you know, you would be going through maybe in college and I was going through it while, you know, having a job, you know, a real job. And it was eight times a week. And it was, now that I think back, I'm just so blessed that I got through it unscathed. And when mm -hmm. I say unscathed, I mean, emotionally intact, mentally intact, spiritually intact, you know, still a whole person, yeah. not dragged. And it's really easy because, you know, I just shout out to the theater communities and I can't wait to the, you know, the day I get to go back and on a stage, but it's some of the hardest work. And it's just, um, in a way, just, you can feel very looked over when you're on tour and very, you know, I, I, um, isolated. It's a bubble, but it's something so beautiful and magical about what you get to do on stage when you get to perform live in front of 3000 people every night. But what's even more miraculous is what, it, what is what it does for you as a person and what your character. And I'm just, what it did for me, Lion King, aside from as an entertainer, what it did for me as a person is just completely invaluable. Oh, I mean, the work ethic alone. I mean, 2,000 plus shows, that means you were not laid up calling in sick, right? You no, were yeah, yeah. committed. You were doing what needed to be done. And like she said, making a salary, at, you know, with that money, not wilding out right. on tour. Like all these things that it took a lot of us. That's more than college. Like college is the, that for me, as most people, that's their formative years. You know, that's that right. heartbreak and all those things and realizing what drugs you cannot touch and all that. Right. Other <laughs> 
exactly. No, but for real, for real. Like, yeah. for real. And doing that amongst having the responsibility of, you know, bring, doing the job, you know? And, and, it's, and it's not only just when you say doing the job, it's not a job that's like, you know, that it, this job requires all of you. It requires you to be, you know, your very best, not your very best, but, you know, at times your best mentally. You know, it's hard to get on the stage when you're not right mentally. It's hard to get on the stage when you're not right spiritually. So all those things battling. Um, but in all, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity and so grateful for what it did for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, my relationship will continue with, you know, Disney um, somehow, some way. Hopefully oh. y'all see me in a film or some Marvel film. Very soon. What you mean? Hopefully, when we see. Yeah, what do you will. mean? We don't hope on this show. We know we speak. Okay, okay we're gonna activate okay. that faith. <laughs> I actually already am in one. I'm just waiting ah! for them to let me know which movie it is. <laughs> yes, yes, and and brunch is with love. Like yes, we want to come to the premiere with our microphone. What are you talking about? We're ready. Listen, we're ready. that's that's a guarantee. Yes, we ride for Neo on brunch and slay. What are you talking about? Love that. Well, I have been one busy lady, y'all. I have been working on a project and finally it's live. As you know, I started Brunch and Slate as a event pop-up series that totally morphed into what it is today. Along the way, I'd work with brands and they'd contact me and say, hey, we want to connect with you. We want to get in front of that audience. And lo and behold, it became a business. Y'all, I have not been very vocal about starting it because I didn't know what the heck I wanted it to be. But I'm here to tell you that BAS Media is here to stay. We are an extension of Brunch and Slay. We're an agency for folks just like you. I have decided that I am going to use all the years of marketing and sales background I have to help small businesses build and win. That's right. BASmedia.net is where you can find out all the information about how we help leverage all that you have as a small business to get you on the right path to become a big business. Everything from building your website to local design, brand audits, and even social media management. All under one umbrella, all at affordable costs and rates because I too am a small business and I know the challenges I had when it came time to find resources, people to help us, and even people to publicize us. And we have it all at one place. Head on over to BASmedia.net. Be inspired. So how did you really keep that spiritual part of you alive? Like, cause that's, that's like for me, the moment yeah. in college when you get that separation or in life yeah. from 18 and 19 when those parents say, okay, fly little bird right it's up yeah, to you to choose how you want to navigate that how did you mm -hmm. make sure that that spiritual part was still in the part you know paramount it, it was from for me just because of how i grew up you know we grew up in the church for sure in and out but definitely more spiritual driven people more than anything um and when i got onto the road like you said you get that isolation you get to be by yourself figure out trying to figure out who you are what you like what you don't like and in the same turn i feel like i started to get to know god for myself as opposed to you know from your parents point of view when you're younger or just when you're a teenager sometimes it's hard to experience exactly what god is for you or what spirituality is for you so that's what happened to me on tour i was introduced to yoga i was introduced to meditation which in turn just was able to benefit my regular practice as a you know as a christian but it um it, it was it was definitely hard you know the days of like 
just trying to be disciplined. I think that's the part about it that it was hard, but I, my spirituality is what helped me be able to have discipline because I'm just the type of person when I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, when I wasn't waking up and having a schedule, when I wasn't meditating, when I wasn't working out and praying, when I wasn't reading my Bible, things started to turn upside down in my life. So it was one of those things where spirituality kind of keeps me grounded. And it's one of those things like I absolutely need. Things kind of get muffled. So um, it was, like you said, it was, it was paramount in my success um, on tour, but just going forward, period. You know, I, I, I move when the spirit tells me to move. You know, I make decisions when the spirit tells me to make decisions. So it was a lot of that on tour. Just, you know, learning, I feel like I'm learning how to be quiet. The older I got, the more I learned how to, you know, be quiet. And I think that's what's been, um, along this journey, I think that's probably the most um, important thing I've learned is how to listen, listen to the room, listen to what you need to give people, listen to what people are trying to get to you. So yeah, I'm babbling now. Don't get me talking about, you know, the spirit. No, I, I, it re- I'm so proud and thankful that you learned it early because yeah. I didn't get introduced into meditation truly until I was in my like first of my thirties when I really started trying to practice mm. it. Um, my quiet time, I didn't realize it was quiet. I just knew a nature was something that really gave me peace. And I thought, that oh just, man, it's nothing yeah. like it. Yeah. And I would take long walks and things like that. I didn't realize that was my form of meditation in the beginning. That's really when I learned that I, when I have these walks, mm-hmm. I think clearly I can hear God. And I didn't yes. realize, I knew prayer because of the way I was raised, but I didn't realize right. you had to get quiet to hear the answers to your prayers. Literally. It's, it's, yeah. it's and, um, oh dog, I forgot what I was going to say. You were saying, um, but yes, listening. And, and that's the biggest thing. I'm like growing, becoming a woman. And it's, and it's like the spirit, God talks to everybody in, everybody in different ways. And, you know, you won't even know if something's trying to get related to you if you have too much noise in your life, too much busyness. And that's what spirituality does for me. It just keeps the noise down, keeps the, it keeps the comments out, keeps the doubts out. Not just, not just from other people, from myself. You know, it keeps my doubts out. You know, when I meditate, when I, when I, when I pray, it keeps me from down myself. It keeps me from, you know, dwelling on negative thoughts. And that's what I was going to say. It's something so beautiful about meditation, which I'm blessed that I learned it early is um, so many of us never have a moment of peace in our mind. I don't think people realize how much their mind races throughout a day. Mm-hmm. They never have a moment of silence. And that's what meditation does. And as human beings, especially in this world, you need a moment of peace. And like you said, if it's a walk, if it's, you know, laying down quietly, stare at your ceiling until you, until no thoughts can pass your mind. But um, yeah, it's definitely, that's my spirituality is definitely my peace. It's definitely what grounds me and it always will. So no, I'm so glad that you said that it's different because everybody's different. I think that the way God speaks to us is just like a parent speaks to their child. You might have an athletic child who needs a competition kind of thing. You might have a shy Mm -hmm. child who needs to be nurtured a little bit more. Um, yes. But yeah, but we have to make room for those communications, which I, I absolutely. Yeah. So I know that now we are going to the next level, and you've been you dabbled in TV a little bit before, and now you yes. are, you are going to be on the CW. You know, we got to know more about the Republic of Sarah. <laughs> what can you share? What can you say? <laughs> uh, so we know where to tune in because you know we got to make sure that if those who still have the DVRs, yes, and who have the app, we got to stream. Yeah, and we got to absolutely. So, yes. Yes. Um. So. So with uh yes, I'm currently casted as a series regular on a new CW pilot called The Republic of Sarah, which is gonna be absolutely phenomenal. Um the character I'm playing, her name is 
AJ and she is the um, very cynical and uh, longtime friend and roommate of Sarah, who is the main character, obviously the public of Sarah. And basically um, this show is basically about a young woman, a 24 year old teacher who um, basically wants to save her town from a mining company who's trying to, you know, basically take over the land, destroy the land. And she basically finds a loophole um, in the ge geographically in the state, she finds a loophole where basically we can declare for independence. So the show is about a 24 year old young woman and all of her misfit friends, myself included, um, declaring independence and coming and becoming our own country separate from America. So it's, it's, it's going to be a really, really great show. Oh, wow. That sounds perfect. Exciting. For right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. If only girl, if only, yes. <laughs> Oh uh, no! <laughs> we won't. We, you know, we got, we got, we got a, a bright future here, so I won't go too far left on you. But <laughs> absolutely, no, that is so exciting, and I'm so so excited. Yeah, so we let's. Excited. I want to know more about this pilot process because I've, you know, listened, and, and I want to know what that means for an actress when you book a pilot and uh, and and that, like, let's talk about that. What did that yeah. feel like, especially from leaving the Lion King? That was a leap of faith, right? To say I'm going to step back from this for sure. To be yeah. the unknown. I know that has to be scary. So let's talk yeah, about that whole process. Absolutely. It was, you know, and even to make that decision was like, um, it, it took a minute for me to be, to come to that decision. Like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and to be honest with you, the amount of time from leaving Lion King, from booking Hawaii 5.0, doing two episodes of that, to doing the, um, booking the pilot, it's literally only been since October. So it's been about six months. So I am beyond you know, astounded and blown away by God with how much my life has changed in just six months, deciding to leave. Just everything that's happened is just showing me that um, I'm being rewarded for my obedience. And, oh, and that's what I'm, I'm grateful for. Just because when it was time for me to leave, I was just like, it's time. And, you know, pilot season is definitely one of, this was actually my first pilot season. Um, this is my very first pilot season. I went out to LA by myself. Um, for about a month and you know I grinded it out man I did about 20 auditions um, and it came to this audition and it just it worked and it meshed and the producers and the um, the producers and the show creator and the director are absolutely amazing and they made the process so so smooth and um, yeah it was actually really quick it was about a week process of me after callbacks auditioning doing screen tests and then finding out the news so it, it, the feeling of when you get that call, it's like, you know, that moment where you like, when you feel your life changing, you know, when you're currently living your life changing. And that's what it felt like. I'm just, I was blown away. You know, the tears came and I was on the phone with all my representation and they were beyond stoked for me. So I'm just grateful in this last year and a half, I was able to find amazing representation um, who support me like no other and just being obedient and doing the work and, and, and honestly, you know, I will always say all of this is God. It really is. It's all God. It's not me at all. I'm listening and I'm just doing what I'm told and, you know, and God is showing his power. So I'm just grateful. So, oh, so grateful. No, that's so, that's so awesome. And if nothing else, you were reminding us that sometimes you just got to take the leap and you got to, you got to answer the call. That's, that's Absolutely. it. That's life it. is leaps. I yeah. want my life to be full of leaps. That's what I want. You know, we get to be here one time. And with all this crazy stuff that's happening, you know, after, um, you know, I, I, over this coronavirus, I've, you know, lost a close family member who 
you know, it was unexpected to our family and, you know, a lot of young people just, you know, losing their life and just out of nowhere. And it's one of those things where it's like, it becomes more and more real that we only got this one life. This is mm, it. Like, yeah. this is the one time you get to be here. And so your life, you know, if anything, I want people to look and be like, your life, look at my life. And it should be filled full with leaps and jumps and, 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 you know, sometimes a little bit of fear from the jumps, but in actuality, you know, it's all worth it. I don't believe that thoughts and dreams come to our mind for us not, for them to not be attainable. That would just be torture. So oh. you see it, you see it, if it comes to your mind, I don't care how quickly, I don't, you know, if you have a thousand uh, amazing ideas a day, you can literally do every single one of those ideas. So, um, yeah, I don't even know what I- I'm talking about girl. No, no. I, I mean, I'm just sitting here like so, like literally like, girl, yes, you are so ready. <laughs> I don't even you. know if you realize because I can't even, I remember what I was like at 24, a hot mess. I mean, I, I had a good job and I had a boo, <laughs> but that's about the yes. only two good things I had going for me, right? <laughs> Seriously. And, and then the, the good job came with the, like around the time of the boo and he helped get my life together, girl, got the credit right and all that good. Okay, amen. <laughs> But I don't, I I just don't think I was as grounded, which lets me know, I can say this and I'm going to say this on record, crystal clear that you have a huge trajectory that you're going on because for you to be here right now so early lets me know that the realm that you're in will be something that we haven't seen and something that, yeah, I can can see that crystal clear for you. I don't, I don't know how else to say it and I, I can sense it. I feel it. I feel this, um, this groundedness and this zen from you and i know that I'm, yeah oh man don't make me cry I'm don't so you grateful. cry i'm just telling you i'm because- emotional we sit in the house <laughs> you can't be saying nice stuff to me <laughs> no you need to hear this because i know a lot of times when we're in it honey we don't realize all those we know that it's a big deal don't get me wrong but we mm-hmm. don't get to relish it we don't absolutely get to roll around in it and just appreciate that this is not only one in a million one in a billion and you are that one in a billion mm-hmm. Thank you. you. And this is honestly one of my biggest things, one of my biggest struggles right now is like, I actually didn't do it a lot when I was on tour. And I told myself, I'll never do that again. Just stopping to smell the roses, being so focused on being great, doing, you know, doing enough and making sure, you know, you're just, you know, keeping your energy high. And I I never took as much time as I should have to be like, wow, I'm proud of myself. Wow, I'm doing a good job. Wow, this is really cool. You know, so um, that means a lot. I'm really grateful. And, 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 um, I'm, I'm receiving all that. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And I, I, absolutely. And as you're evolving, who is like that or who are the people or what kind of project is like your dream project? Is it movies? Is it mm, a, a Broadway? Man. What's that thing um, that's like, you know, you made it win. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, just, you know, my, I want to be, I want my career to touch all aspects. My desires are to be in TV, film, Broadway, um, muse, music. And so, you know, the, for me, amazing scenario. I see myself, you know, in a, in a huge film to be, to play a villain in a Marvel film would be a dream come true. I don't want to play a superhero. I want to be a villain. Um, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, to be working, you know, in music and my music, music is doing great working with some of my favorite entertainers. Um, that's why I see myself, to be honest with you, I'm letting, I'm being led. I'm just going to be obedient. I'm going to do, you know, what feels right down, you know, deep down in my spirit and, you know, just, just know I'm not going to stop. And I plan to go all the way to the top. And I did not mean to make that rhyme. <laughs> 
Hey, I literally, I don't know why this song is in my head. Like the Beyonce, take it to the moon, take it to the stars. Girl, yes. Yes. That. That's that. how I feel. Yes. Take that rocket ship. I love it. So this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Oh my gosh. Dead or alive, who am I brunching with? <sighs> I think. Honestly, I would, dead or alive, I'd brunch with my, I'd brunch with my grandmother, I think, my grandmother who's a singer, Alita Holloway, because um, she was just so bomb, and she lived in this industry almost her entire life. She had a 40-year career, and every time we talked about, you know, singing and being inspired, she, it was always for her about what type of human being you're going to be. So I would love to just sit down with her and be able to talk to her as a, as a grown woman. And I know she would be able to give me some real stuff. So I would say my grandmother, you know, for me, a lot of, a lot of the inspiration and what I think about, it's not really celebrity driven. You know, for me, it's about the people who would be proud of me. Actually, when I, um, I did the show when I was 15 on major, it's called major to minors. And what I am was a guest and he spoke and he was like, you know, I never understood when people would say like, you know, celebrities are the inspiration. He was like, my mom is my inspiration. She's the reason I do everything. And I was like, that, that's so, that's so dope. I mean, like in my life, all I could do is hope to hope to make my family proud. So brunch with anybody, my grandmother, she was super fly. <laughs> oh, I love that. I miss my granny too. Mm. Me too. Man, so what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along this next chapter? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a beautiful question. Um, I, I would just say pray for my peace, uh, pray for my authenticity, um, and just pray that, you know, I, the Nia that I am today, hungry and humble, I just would ask that you pray that she stays in the forefront, you know, because it can be easy. I'm never going to, you know, you see people and, you know, people are so judgy and they see celebrities at Wallen or, they go through something that's like, I would never do that. You know, I just would pray that I was trying to give people the grace that I would want them to give me. So I just pray that people pray for, pray for grace, pray for peace over my life, pray for my authenticity, and pray for me to stay grounded. And um, yeah, and I'm going to be praying for everybody else to win. Everything yes. is love. Yes. And I'm, I'm, you, can, you can count on me for that prayer. And I'm also going to pray that God keeps you surrounded around your sisters. And yes. people who will check you when you need to. Yes. Check. That's what I'm Listen, afraid. honey, yes. I'm real spicy. So <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you. I need it. <laughs> yeah, because those are only, like, you're not going to, other people are going to tell you what you need to hear, right? Even if you yes. think that they're winning for you, and that's to a certain extent. But you need those people who know what you look like in the morning. Like, girl, stop. Yeah. Somewhere. Like, I, I okay. want that around you. Like, completely. They've seen yes. it. They've seen yes. you. Crusty eyes. Thank <laughs> breath. <laughs> <laughs> they know it, it took you a little too long to learn how to tie your shoes like come on like those yeah, people. i love that you said that because i so need it honey because lord knows i can get spicy i need a good yes, check in there yes yes <laughs> i mean i i get it so yes man i have totally enjoyed catching up with you and having you on yes the show. i can't wait till we do it again next time it's gonna be on a red carpet hey yes or right before yes. your own show launches okay or marvel Amen. like let's just go and it won't be that long because you are a friend to the show you are a friend to brunch and play whatever yes. you need we are here wait a minute i thought you might want to know about what's happening next week don't allow that stuff to be taken away from you right because you know you had a bad experience like stay in the work right because these are tools that are going to keep us alive 
And I think that that's what we have to remember. These are our tools and these are tools that we need for survival. You know, the self-care practices um, that that are celebrated today and that have been popularized, uh, co-opted, you know, I mean, we were doing these things back in the day. You know, the Black Panther Party had the survival uh, programs that they started where they had acupuncture, they had meditation, they had yoga, all to the community, available to the community. Right. Yeah. So, so this is not new to us. Um, and, and we have to remember that just because people decide to infiltrate or, or step into or overtake something does not mean that we don't, that we no longer belong. Right. Yes. We have to just continue to, to be steadfast because we are actually the people who need these practices more than the people you see on the magazine covers, you know, bendy and flexible, amazing. But guess what? We actually need these practices for ourselves to thrive. We need them. I want to know where can people follow you? How can they support you? Because I know they're going to want to. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nia Holloway, just my name. And you can follow my music page on Facebook. It is Nia Holloway Music. Hey, thank you, Nia. It's been fun. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Bye, you guys. Now, y'all know that if you enjoyed this show as much as I enjoy chatting and catching up with Nia, you have to share it. You have to subscribe, rate, and review the show. And no matter what, I know that listening to Nia's story surely inspired you. And just remember that if she can, I can. We all can.